Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 170. One of the reasons I like sharing this story is I really felt like I was very alone in that decision. I had so many people around me supporting me, but I also had people telling me I wasn't doing it right. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and thank you so much for taking part of your day and joining us on the podcast. Once you're done listening, if you'd like even more gift biz motivation, I'd like to invite you to join our private Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. Pursuing your business should be fun, exciting, and rewarding, not stressful and scary. When you join the breeze, it's like sitting in the park with friends who bring you all the support and the answers that you need and that you've been looking for. You'll have access to a group of amazing creators, along with tools and resources to help grow your business. You don't need to do this alone. To join the group, just jump over to giftbizbreeze.com. I have to admit that Although I've wanted Bobby on this show for a long time, I wanted her to talk about social media. And when she decided she wanted to switch this up and really direct the conversation in a different way, I wasn't so sure how I felt about it. And now I am oh so glad we did. What happens when tragedy strikes and you have a business to run? How do you handle things? How do you make it all work out? That's what Bobby was so open and willing to share with us today, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. So with that, let me introduce you to Bobby Bainey. Bobby is the president of Think Big Go Local, a digital marketing agency headquartered in the Chicagoland area. They focus on entrepreneurs and have worked with over 300 clients spanning dozens of different industries. They specialize in small business messages to get in front of their client's ideal customer, growing their businesses and bottom line. Three years ago, Bobby lost her 25-year-old son in a motorcycle accident. She is now passionate about turning emotion into productivity and sharing a message of strength and resiliency. And I have to tell you, Gift Biz listeners, she is the one who came to me and said, you know what, I think this is a message that can help a lot of people. And she is graciously going to be sharing that story with us today. But before we get into all of that, Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sue. I'm so honored to be here. So as you know, I like to start off the show in a little bit of a different way, and that is by having you describe yourself through a motivational candle. If you were to give me a color, like I don't already know what it's going to be, right, Bobby? <laughs> if you were going to give me a color and a quote that is a motivational candle that represents you, describe to us what it will look like. My motivational candle would obviously be bright purple. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Right. And my quote that would be on my candle, which is a quote that I look at almost every day, is be strong when you are weak, be brave when you are scared, be humble when you are victorious, 
and be bad Oops. every day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Who wrote that quote? You know what? I actually don't know who wrote that quote. I've seen it all over the place, and I'm not sure who wrote it. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's unknown, but it totally works with you. That's for sure. <laughs> love it. I think so. So take us back in time. First of all, I love the name. Think big, go local. Thank you. Perfect name for social media, for sure. But I know there was a history before that. So give us a little bit of a feel of how you've gotten to where you are today. Absolutely. So I came from a corporate background and was working in that arena. Uh, at the time that social media started to really become a thing, I was an executive marketing director in a pretty large nonprofit in the Chicago area. And they, as many other corporations did, thought it was kind of a fad, that this wasn't a place they wanted to invest time, invest money, even just to kind of see what it was going to all turn out to be which was really frustrating to me because I just saw very early on how powerful at that time it was really Facebook and Twitter were what was out there. MySpace was there, but it was so different from what people were doing in that corporate environment. And so I just started to do some little side hustles. I was raising three kids on my own at the time, really needed that corporate income that was pretty important to get them to where they needed to be. But I started doing social media for friends and for a family business that we had, just trying to learn a little bit about it. And I'm not going to lie, I was stalking my daughter. She had just gone off to college. <laughs> so that was kind of made it interesting. And I learned pretty quickly that that was a really bad idea. But I was kind of all in at, at an early stage. So how was it that you understood that this could be something big? What was it that you were seeing about social media at the time that perked your eyes open and said, okay, well, I'm going to pay attention to this and then do some testing and figure it out? The nonprofit that I was working in actually served children and adolescents. And at that particular time, the larger group that was in Facebook was really that adolescent age, kids in high school, kids in college. So I was really fortunate to be in a market where we were serving adolescents and we had group homes for teenagers and boys that were transitioning from living in a group home environment to living independently. So this space in Facebook really, really spoke to this particular audience. And because I was watching this younger generation interacting and watching the things that were going on in college, it was just really ideal at the time for the audience that I was trying to attract. Really interesting how it's changed so much over time. But when you're witnessing those conversations in real time and seeing how connected people were becoming, it was really hard to not pay attention and not to see the potential. Heck, if I could connect with a boyfriend from kindergarten in this space, who couldn't I connect with if I was really trying to reach out and target an audience? So that just was interesting to me. Yeah. And I just want to stop here for one second. And a lot of us, you, this is a perfect demonstration of how smaller businesses, now you didn't have a business yet, but you saw an opportunity there. And the bigger organizations just don't jump on things like this. And that's one of the benefits of smaller businesses is we can be so nimble and so quick to adapt to situations that we're seeing that can be really beneficial. And this is one of the ways that small business can get ahead of big business just by being able to move much quicker. So you didn't have your business yet, but you saw the opportunity. So continue on, Bobby. 
Yeah. So I saw that opportunity and you're so right. And so I started incorporating it into small businesses for friends, for our family business, and just was seeing those results. And of course, Facebook was so different back then. Starting up a page per se was genuinely personal. They didn't have business pages at the time. And so the interaction was just so stimulating and motivating. So were you seeing results in just new connections, so new prospects for people, or were you actually seeing new sales for these businesses as you were getting going? Prospects, leads, and sales, because it was so much easier back then to get good organic reach. Like everybody was a community in that space. And to mirror what you said, why this really is so important is, can you imagine having started your business page back then versus starting it right now, how challenging it is. And for business owners to understand that ability they have to get in on something early and really kind of bring their tribe with them and create that audience. And sometimes it's probably not going to work. There's going to be platforms that come and go, but we don't have to wait through the corporate red tape and for someone else to be convinced that it might be worthy of the investment. And that was interesting to me, too, that here's this young opportunity. I don't know if it's a fad. Maybe Facebook would have gone away. I really had no way to know. But I did know when I was in that space that people were connecting and having conversations and making recommendations for other people to come and see what you were doing or sharing your content with someone that might need your services. So it was just a really amazing opportunity, especially in that time. Yeah. And the only investment really was time because it didn't cost anything. So I had been working in this social media space for a couple of years, starting to really see some results and seeing things start to change and become a little bit more business focused. And I really knew this is what I wanted to do. I was kind of tired of the corporate environment. It really never was me. It just was my way to provide for my family. So as they grew, and when my youngest went off to college, I decided at that point in my life, I thought, you know what, this is what I want to do. I know I have value to give. I know that small businesses need to learn how to leverage these platforms in order to grow because it was becoming increasingly obvious that they were not going to be going anywhere soon and that this was going to become a really important part of any business's marketing mix. So I just made this crazy decision when my youngest was supporting herself at college and I thought, you know what, if I fall on my face now, Nobody suffers but me. This is the time to go all in because at the time I was working full time and doing this on the side and I knew that I really couldn't grow it to what I wanted it to be if I didn't give it my full attention. So I went into work, I quit my job and I just started sitting in coffee shops, talking to people, bringing on new clients, managing their social media and that was really where things started to just start to pick up. What learnings do you have from that? That's a pretty bold move, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any advice you'd have for somebody here? And just listening to your story, but first, while you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, you proved the idea because you were starting to see, and it sounds like you might have had some clients somewhat lined up already. So you kind of knew what the potential could be. You didn't just jump and start fresh. You had research. You'd proven already that there was interest in what you were doing. But what advice would you have for someone who is maybe in your spot today? They see something that they really want to get going. They are looking at cutting the cord with corporate, but they haven't done it yet. 
Yeah, that's such a great question because boy, was I lucky. (laughs) It could have really gone badly for me. But one of the pieces of advice I would say is I learned within probably the first two weeks how important it was for me to avoid distractions. That was one of the toughest things was to come from sitting in an environment where you knew you had to be there, people expected you to be there, to all of a sudden have so much freedom to do things the way that you wanted to. And I learned very quickly that people felt like that meant I wasn't working. And maybe sometimes I felt like, oh, I'm home today. And to really block that time, I had to learn to set daily goals and just to do everything I could to avoid the distractions so that I was giving as much focus to this business as I would give when I knew someone was kind of watching you in that corporate environment. I don't know that you could be successful without really giving just as much as you gave in that environment. And that was a tough shift to make. I think it's really tough going from corporate to having all that freedom to work when you want, where you want. I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it actually was. And so that would be my advice. Setting those goals and just making sure that you are, you're kind of your own watchdog at that point, making sure that you're not saying, oh, you know, I'll start tomorrow because I want to take a day off. I deserve it. Getting down to business right away. Exactly. Getting to business right away, like knowing how many clients do I need to attract this month? How many do I need to attract this week? And what do I need to do to make that happen? Because at the end of the month, I still had bills to pay like we all do. So you've got to be kind to yourself and and you've got to schedule time to be away from your desk and all of those things. But you really had to structure it like a business from the get go in order to reach those goals and make it happen. Another thought comes to mind based on the conversation and the comments that you had that people thought, well, maybe you're not really working because now you're out of the house, right? Right. What type of adjustments did you make to actually set up your business so that it was professional out of the house? So I had worked in the house for a while and I found that to be distracting. So I started working immediately, just set up shop in a local coffee shop where I kind of had my own little space and would just put my headphones on and just grind at it all day long. For me, that was what I needed to do to avoid those distractions was to just not be in the home environment. I didn't start this because I wanted to have a home office. I started it because I wanted to have a successful business. So for me, that meant getting out of the house, avoiding the cute little dogs wanting to come over and play and the laundry and all of the other things that are waiting for you in the house. I had to separate those two things that helped me stay business focused and avoid all the other distractions that were screaming at me all day. The other thing I really like that you said is you already had a vision for something more than that. Your coffee shop seat, if you will, was kind of an interim to where you are today. So you already had the vision of it was going to be out of the house, it was going to be an office space or whatever, and you started working yourself there right from day one. Yes, absolutely. Where are you today? To give everybody the whole picture here. Well, today we have a beautiful office out in McHenry County. We have a training facility here in our office. As we had talked about before, I'm incredibly passionate about small business, so much so we made a decision in our business that we would only serve small business owners. Almost three years ago now, I brought on a business partner. I really couldn't sustain the growth on my own, 
And I also started to see that there were other services I needed to make sure my clients had set up properly in order to make the social media management count, like really great websites and excellent landing pages and places where they could convert this audience and these relationships into paying customers. So when I brought on a partner, we opened an office so that we could work together, that we had conference space to meet with clients. And we made the decision at that point that we knew not everybody could afford our services. And so we opened a training facility so that we could teach small business owners how to leverage these platforms. And in turn, as they became more successful, it actually became a really great source of new clients for us. Because when people realized how to do it well, and they attracted their tribe, and they got too busy, a lot of them came back and said, now we really need you to manage this for us. So it really turned out to be a great addition to the services that we offer. And my partner is absolutely fantastic. And that's really helped us to be able to go out and sell more, to have more credibility, more authority. And we're pretty happy with where we're at right now. All of this happened because you kept your eye on the needs of the customer. Absolutely. You didn't even know that training was going to be in the mix or building websites or landing pages or anything. Had no clue. (laughs) But you found it because you were watching what your customers experienced and then what they needed next. Exactly. And I will say, you know, we had mentioned this earlier that I did have a very life changing event take place through the midst of all of this that really made me dive into this even deeper than I had been in the beginning. So in the intro, you had mentioned my son passed away almost four years ago. And at that time, I was working in the coffee shop still didn't have the office yet. And you get that phone call that there'd been an accident. I hope nobody can actually relate. It really was a terrible time. However, I knew very quickly after that, I gave myself about four days and thought, okay, I have a decision to make right now because it would be so easy to fall apart. I didn't have a partner yet. I was doing this on my own. I had clients I was responsible to, even though I know every one of them would have said, take all the time that you need. That wasn't who I was. And I had to make that decision. Do you go all in? Can you keep on doing this? Can you get up and focus and keep making this happen? Or are you not going to be able to follow the structure by yourself anymore? And I really thought hard about it and thought, you know what? This is my opportunity to take this emotion and to continue to nurture something. And literally, I walk into my office every day and I think about my son and think, I don't think I'd be here in this particular space, having seen this level of success without having realized that I could take something really terrible that happened in life and turn it into an opportunity to grow something else and give credit to that terrible time in my life and to say, Billy, we did this together. You were a part of giving me an opportunity to nurture something else and to put my energy into something that could help other people, that could help me, that could make a difference in my community. And that was the choice that I allowed myself to make. And it was actually kind of tough to do that. There was almost, as you're still going to work and people are kind of looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, shouldn't you be at home crying? Shouldn't this have devastated you? It was kind of tough to just go back out there and say, you know what? No, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to work harder and I'm going to share this success. And and I'm going to just take all of this sad emotion and say, it's okay. I can internalize that and turn it into something else. And that was really big turning point. 
And it brought my partner into my world. We started working on projects together. And I worked too hard. There was no doubt. I poured everything into this business for a while. It's incredible what happens when you put everything into a business that you have. Not that I would say I recommend going all in for everybody because it does also get pretty exhausting at some point. But yeah, that was really a pivotal time and uh, really kind of led us to where we're at today, just as much as all the other business decisions that we had made. So listening to your story, there's so much strength behind your voice And I love that. And you and I know, Bobby, and I'm now sharing it with GIFBiz listeners. We talked about this and you were saying, yes, I want to share my story about Billy because I think it can help so many people. And my response to you was, I know that a lot of people who are listening right now have gone through or are going through very difficult times, whether it's a child or a parent or themselves with illnesses. That stuff comes out of left field and you're not expecting it. And then you're at a point, it's like, what do you do? And you, with your story, first, thank you so much for sharing. And on behalf of all of us, we're very sorry about Billy, of course. Of course. But I'm curious if there's any other information by way of just thinking back of how you could make that decision to help our listeners. You were at a crossroads and you knew that. How did you make the decision to go right instead of left? I think that it maybe was just in my DNA. I don't know why I made that decision. It was just literally saying to me, this is the right thing for you to do. One of the reasons I like sharing this story is I really felt like I was very alone in that decision. I had so many people around me supporting me, but I also had people telling me I wasn't doing it right, that I was putting too much into work, that I needed to grieve in a different way. And in all honesty, I went and I talked with a counselor and I talked through how I was feeling and what I wanted to do because I kind of felt like I needed a little validation that there isn't a right or a wrong way to do this. And that I get to own that and make my own decisions. So I did seek out some help in talking through it because there was a lot of conflicts. I mean, there's a lot of conflicts in general between family and friends when there's tragedy that strikes, right? And between marriages and things like that. And I want to share this story because I do feel like people sometimes feel really alone, especially when you own a business. And if you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a large staff. And it's really you making this happen day after day is that feeling of nobody gets that I don't get to stay home and take a grievance leave for a couple of weeks or get my benefits while I'm sitting home and grieving and this corporation will allow me to do that. It's really hard as a small business owner to take that time because it's just not a luxury that most small business owners are afforded. In my situation, I didn't have a spouse to help subsidize. And my goodness, he would have been just as in the same terrible state of grieving as well. I just think it's really hard on small businesses and that I want people to know that really they're not alone and there's not a right or a wrong way to do it. And if you can find that strength and find the ability to say all the love I had for this particular person or this particular situation, I can take into loving myself and loving what I'm building and realizing a goal because you get to actually give credit to that situation for that happening if that's what you want to do. And I don't feel like enough people 
really know what do I do now in that situation? How do I move forward? People are watching at the same time. And as terrible as it is, they're often judging and telling you what's the right way to do this. And I would hope that maybe through hearing this podcast that people can kind of break that if they ever get in that situation and say, I get to make these decisions and I get to nurture the things that matter to me and move forward. Right. And nobody can judge the way you do it. To your point, I mean, no one can tell you there's a right way or a wrong way to grieve. Exactly. And it's tough because people wanted me to be there for them through that time. And I was really just being in my business in that moment. That was where I needed to be. And it was tough for a while till I really saw what I was building and started to see the benefits of having done all of that nurturing in the business and working so hard on it and staying really focused. And I literally had to say to friends in the coffee shop, I switched coffee shops actually so that I didn't know anybody in a new coffee shop to be able to say, I need to focus. And I don't want everybody to come and say they're sorry, even though I know they are. And I know that comes from such a genuine place of love. I needed to take those distractions out. So once again, I was making a shift to be able to stay focused. So from the coffee shop I'd spent time in, I had to move literally over to another town where I didn't know as many people and go in and say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to focus on it. And I'm going to do it without distractions to the best of my ability which was a little bit of a struggle for a little bit too, but you just kept at it and kept looking at the changes and the impact that it was making on the business. And that became my motivation. Do you have any advice for, like we were just talking about, you never know when something like this is going to strike and you certainly weren't expecting what happened. Is there any advice, is there anything you can think we could do for our businesses that If something like that happens, things can carry on for a little while without you. If you did, if you were feeling, Bobby, like I need to take a few days off, but my customers' social media posts still need to go out, like you have contracts with people and they're expecting things. And of course, they would understand. I get that. But is there anything hindsight you could have prepared for to give yourself some space? Yeah, you know, actually, that's such a great question. Because as I train our new social media managers, when they come into our business now, one of the things we talk about in the early stages of our training is that things do happen. They happen to all of us, they might be little things, they might be bad days, they might be big things. So that was a really good lesson in staying ahead of the curve and having things done, things that needed to be done tomorrow, I wanted to have done, I now have done a week in advance so that you do give yourself that time. So even if it's just having it drawn out and having a roadmap that maybe makes it easier to follow. For us, it could be actual creating content and having it scheduled a week ahead of time so that we know if something does come up that we've got that little bit of buffer space. Tough for small businesses sometimes. It really is tough. And everybody's model is so different. But just keeping in mind that, boy, what happens if I get sick tomorrow and I just can't make it in? Am I prepared for that? Is there a roadmap that I could hand to someone else? Is there someone else I trust? Are you bringing people into your business that could help you and pick up and go on? Are you cross-training people that might be working alongside of you? So if something happens to one of you, the other one can pick up where you left off. It is important, too. Not always easy for entrepreneurs, but definitely something to always keep in mind because in all honesty, it's just a way to be kind to yourself when you need it and not have that pressure. 
And it even could be something as wonderful as a huge opportunity with a new client comes in that you have to 100% focus on. So you need to hand off some of your other things to someone else so you can focus and not have an opportunity just fall to the wayside because you just couldn't give it the attention it needed. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, your whole discussion here about having backup systems or bench strength cross-training, I think is what you were calling it, is something that you can pre-structure in your business. So that's something I would encourage everybody to think about is, do you have other people who could jump in? Think about it now when things are calmer, (laughs) there's nothing going on, about what would you do in a situation? Because after you have something come up, it's too late. You're not going to be able to get something put together to be able to accommodate a situation. The other thing I'm sure, Bobby, you have systems. You have something set up within your business. So there's some type of structure that someone could follow if you weren't around to be able to direct somebody how to do something. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we have systems for each one of our clients. They all might differ a little bit, but it's all drawn out. It's all in writing. What their content looks like is all in writing so that absolutely somebody could come in and pick up the pieces and make those things happen on any given day. Wonderful. Any final comments on this portion in terms of any other advice, suggestions, anything else that you experienced that you weren't expecting? I didn't know what to expect. It was all so unexpected. Right. I would say to anyone that would be going through tragedy is really to be kind to yourself. There will be so many people around you being kind to you. There truly are. People genuinely care and want to be there. And I guess what's surprising to me is how much I actually wanted that to go away (laughs) kind of quickly. Doesn't that sound terrible? But I mean, I literally had to say to people, thank you, please not here. Like when I'm sitting in this space, when I'm working, I need to focus. And I had to literally ask people, could we not talk about it? Could you not approach me about that? Or literally say, thank you, but I'm here today because I need to work and I appreciate it. And just to give yourself that power to say, I appreciate those sentiments, but I'm going to focus on this. I feel like even in those moments, we all feel like we have to take care of other people. And so remember, you get to take care of yourself and ask for the things that you need to get to that place you're trying to go and to find that inner strength as you get to ask for that and make that happen. Yeah, I think it's also good for that person because I think if someone hadn't seen you and they walked up, they can't just say hi and not acknowledge that they know that something happened. But for you then to be able to say back to them, you're kind of directing them how you would like things handled because most people don't know, right? They don't know. It's a terrible position to be in. They really don't know. Yeah. And so you just helping direct them, I think, puts them at ease too. So they know that you've acknowledged, right? Yep. And then they know that's that for the time being anyway. Exactly. Like just being honest. Like really, it's just kind of an exercise in honesty is to be able to say thank you. And then this is how I'm feeling right now, or this is my strategy to get through this. And putting it out there. A lot of times I don't think we feel like we can do that. And really you can. Yeah. And I think also knowing how you manage through things like that. We also had a tragedy in our family this year. And I know the way I handle things is I draw inwards. Most of my friends already know that. If I'm going to be silent for a while, I'm okay. But that's my way. And I think sometimes you need to communicate that to people too. Look, I'm fine. You're just not going to hear from me for a little while. Explain the situation and how you handle things, and people respect that. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That's exactly it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So now 
I want to move on a little bit because you're such a specialist. I cannot take this opportunity and hear from you a little bit more about social media today and suggestions or advice you have on how to manage social media accounts. Because, oh my gosh, Bobby, over this last month, things have changed drastically. Facebook, yet again, new changes on the way and some challenges for that platform too, obviously. What are your suggestions on how you manage social media today? Bobby's going to give us her expert advice right after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of the Ribbon Print Company. Create custom ribbons right in your store or craft studio in seconds. Visit theribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Yeah, it has really been a whirlwind couple of months for sure. And as I've looked around and looked at what's working, but I'm also really looking at what these platforms are doing and what they're saying. And I think that what's happening now more than has happened in social media before is that they are creating opportunities for us to really deepen the relationships that we've been talking about creating in social media for years. I think everybody at this point hopefully understands that social media isn't necessarily the selling tool. It's the relationship building tool. And to build relationships, we have to be our authentic selves. And we need to be that so that we attract the people that want to work with us. And when I see platforms like Instagram, when they launch stories, so cool. You could take people along with you on your journey. You didn't have to have that picture perfect polished photo to go on your timeline all the time. You had the opportunity to just be in that moment, crazy hair, makeup, no makeup, whatever it might be. The people who are watching you, they feel that authentic, real you. Now I've looked, now Facebook has stories on business pages. Facebook has personal stories. You can now do stories in groups and everyone in the group can contribute to the group stories. I think it's pretty hard to ignore at this point that this is what people want to consume, that people want to see What are you actually doing in the moment? Not what's all this polished stuff that you're putting up because that's all really very easy to kind of hide behind in a sense. We need to give value and when we give value over and over again in that space, people are attracted to that, but they might be attracted to that piece of content or that piece of value and not necessarily feeling like they're part of your actual tribe. And so at this stage in the game today, we're putting a lot more focus on trying to understand and test what's working in these story platforms. How many people are watching them? How do we get them to engage and give us feedback in stories? And that as well as live streaming, same kind of concept. Facebook's still giving a lot of credibility to live streams. We're not seeing as many people jump on while you're live, but so many people jumping on in that replay. So it is still being pushed up in the algorithm and getting a whole lot more attention than other content. So my real focus right now and my advice to people right now is to really start embracing those platforms because if Facebook really sticks to what they're saying, we're going to have a really hard time getting our content seen. We need to start thinking in terms of creating groups, really attracting the right people, and then finding out how do we be that authentic self? What's that gift we have that attracts people to us that we can share in these story platforms? 
because those are being placed at the top of the news feeds, in the middle of the news feeds, on the side of your Facebook. I mean, really, if you just look at the platform, you see, wow, this is, and they run from one into another. So you have this opportunity for people to be watching this whole series and to be in it. So that's really what we're focusing on right now is really understanding those. Got it. Okay, two questions for you on all of this. If somebody has not been using, let's just go with Instagram for now, okay? So for Instagram, you have the opportunity to post and it go on your account, right? And it stays, or there's an opportunity to do stories, which are in the moment, just like you're saying, some real raw and authentic. They don't have to be picture perfect, right? If someone is strapped for time, just getting onto Instagram, is it okay if they don't post photos and just start with stories and go there first? I think they could. I think that they should post at least nine photos only because if someone goes from your story to follow you, you want to at least be able to show them just what you're about. You want them to be able to take that glance and understand what your business is about, what you're about and what your brand looks like. So you could certainly dive right into stories. But I would make a focus to at least get enough content in there that people would jump over, see it, feel a connection to you, and then immediately become a follower. And you could do that over time. You could do stories first, get the feel. If you haven't, if you're brand new, there may not be a ton of people watching your stories yet because you're still building your tribe. So it's a great time to get comfortable with the platform and learn it while you don't have a huge audience. So I think you could definitely do that, but keep the focus still on just getting something up there to let people know what you're about. So it's just not a blank account if someone goes and looks. Exactly. Because our goal is to build a following, right? To build an audience. So we want to make sure that we're able to do that when they do come over. Right. Okay. And another question. I think a lot of people here are on Facebook. I've tried to make sure that everyone understands you need a business page if you're on Facebook, if you're using Facebook. Don't, and I have to say this every time, Bobby, so I just have to say it again, (laughs) is don't make yourself a personal account with your business name. It's going to get you in trouble. But we're going to make the assumption that everyone is doing on Facebook now. So I think many people now are doing Facebook stories. What do you say about the difference if someone felt time-wise they needed to choose between Facebook stories or Instagram stories? Well, here's the beautiful thing from a business perspective is you don't really have to choose. You can go into your Instagram settings and do your stories in Instagram and they will actually go over to your business page. So you really don't have to make a choice between the two. Now, a lot of it really kind of depends on what audience you have in each space and maybe what you do in those different spaces. And that might change your strategy a little bit. If you really talk specific to a Facebook audience, you might want to organically create those stories in Facebook. But if you talk in generalities and you're not specifically talking about an Instagram platform or a Facebook platform, it would save a lot of time for most small business owners to be able to maybe originate them in Instagram and let them go over to Facebook where people can watch them on your business page. Perfect. And it doesn't go the other way. Instagram to Facebook, but not... It doesn't go the other way. (laughs) Okay. All right, great. Excellent input there. So stories, if you want both of your audiences to see on Instagram and Facebook, originated in Instagram stories and then connected up so that it shows in Facebook. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. All right. So I'm really hoping you have a really fun answer to this, Bobby. Are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Do you have some type of a fun, special, exciting app or some 
source that you're using that maybe we don't know about for our social media? Well, so this isn't, I, I, can I do two? Cause I found a new app I love. Well, of course. <laughs> okay, good. First, I think if you haven't been using Canva, if you're creating social media content, I am on there all the time. Just such a fantastic resource. They now have a new feature where you can make animated GIFs, which is a great way to get your content to pop out a little bit in the newsfeed. So I think that's just like, for me, that's just one of those foundational programs that are going to really level up your social media. But I just recently found an app that I am enjoying so much. It's called Werble, W-E-R-B-L-E. And what it does is it allows you to bring in a piece of content, a photo or a video, and add these really, really cool elements like flames and glitter and snow and all kinds of things to them. Because again, with the limited reach that we're getting in social media, our content has got to get better in order to get noticed. And this app really lets you put in just these little bits of movement that just grab people's eyes. And I've had so many people reach out and go, what app did you make that with? So people are noticing it and knowing that there's a trick to it. So I wanted to mention that one because I'm getting a lot of feedback on the posts that I use it for. So really great way to make things jump right off of that newsfeed. Love that. And you know, my eyes opened wide when you said snow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, it's I think it's free. There are paid upgrades within the app, but I bought them all. They're all so worth it because that movement just grabs people's attention, which is why we're seeing gifts everywhere is we're getting tired of the still photos and we're looking for something else that excites us and stimulates our brain in a new way. And this app really does that. Beautiful. And Gift Biz listeners, this is also a way, if you're not comfortable in front of the camera, to add some movement to your images, just regular images, whether they're still images, whether it's something that you've made a picture of from the office, whatever it is, but to add a little bit of movement, just like Bobby's saying, it grabs the attention. So it could be a step closer to going live if you're still nervous and concerned about that. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Bobby, at this point, I would like to invite you to Dare to Dream. I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your box? When I open my box, there is a beautiful envelope in there. And in the envelope, when I open it up, is an invitation to speak at a major national or international social media conference. That is a big goal of mine right now. And if that gift was in that box, I'd be doing the happy dance all over the office. There you go. And you're already training. So it's just a natural for you to get on bigger and bigger stages. I sure hope so. That's where we're heading. Amen. Yay. You're going to (laughs) circle back and let us know, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Wonderful. Where can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, you can follow us on every social media platform. We have at Think Big Go Local in Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just about everywhere. I love direct messages from people and I encourage more people to start connecting in those platforms using direct messages. And don't be shy, use audio, use some video, take a picture. I'd love to meet you that way. And I'm always open to answering any questions people have. You can always find me by email at Bobby, it's B-O-B-B-I at thinkbiggolocal.com. And if social media is your thing and you're looking as a small business owner to just have a place where you can grab some information as new things arise, we've got a Facebook group on our Think Big Go Local page called Bobby B's Social Media Clambake. 
And I'd love to have anybody join in there that's just looking for some small business advice so you can do what you're good at and have a place where people can say, hey, by the way, this changed and you should know about it. Keep on working. Beautiful. And you're the one to provide that information to us for sure. Thank you. Bobby, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate opening your heart, telling us your story. I think that's going to help so, so many people who are in a situation like this. And I encourage all of you Gift Biz listeners to make preparations just so that although nothing is ever going to happen, you're ready at least partially if something does. So a very, very valuable message, Bobby. I super appreciate that. And of course, then all your tips and tricks with social media. Good. I hope people can put them into play. We all need to help each other. It's a tough game out there. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Thanks again so much for coming on today. Thank you, Sue. I appreciate the opportunity. Are you discouraged because your business is not performing as you had envisioned? Are you stuck and confused about how to turn things around? Sue's new best-selling book is structured to help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from Sue and owners just like you who are seeing real growth and are living their dream. Maker to master. Find and fix what's not working in your small business. Get it on Amazon or through www.giftbizunwrapped.com master.